2: Cole! <laughs> he behaves! <sighs> Baseball all day during this podcast, John. Baseball you know, all day. I, I,
0: I, it hit me yesterday watching Walker Bueller. Yeah, he's basically Tyler Beatty, but he's good. That's that's what would be my comp- comparison. Like that, yeah, he's Tyler Beatty, but he's really good. Like throws hard, dominates, dominates. He's sweet. Yeah, I mean he's he's like prospect that hit. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I just mean like you know six foot one white guy that throws like ninety seven, but just can just get guys out and mow people down like Tyler Beattie doesn't, but he has like similar crazy shit. But right? to, but yeah, the difference and they're both Vandy guys. The difference is like Walker Bueller's a Vandy guy. Yeah, wow, Jesus.
2: But he's not as fit. Like when you look, like Beattie is just like a bigger dude. Yeah, this guy's smaller for sure. This guy's like... Uh, well, he weighs like 175 pounds. Because I, I watch you say a little thing? Tim
0: Hudson-ish? He's t- but he, I, not yeah, the same just, stuff,
2: just, but I'm saying body type. Body, I mean, you know, he's taller than Tim for sure. No doubt. But I one thing I watched, uh, I watched this Bob Holtzman piece, piece about him, and he, one thing he said was like, you know, Walker or Walker said that his dad's 5'8". He's like, when I'm at home, I feel like like I feel big, and then I come to the ballpark, and I am not big compared to most of the guys that I'm around.
0: At 175, 180 pounds, I could see that because he was just—you realize watching the playoffs, I'm like, to even get excited about the Giants in June, they don't belong with any of these teams. Like the amount of blue chippers you need for a playoff team, even the Nationals who got their ass kicked yesterday, they are pretty stacked. That that play Rendon made, the guy was safe, but it was like, Jesus Christ, these guys are sweet. The Giants once I mean, for yep. that team. I mean, they had their—they were stacked with their own guys, right? Yeah, that feels like ages ago.
2: Well, the Cardinals are rolling. Matt Carpenter out there hitting. Matt Carpenter hit seventh for the Cardinals on Thursday. Like, Matt Carpenter two years ago. I mean, I think even this year is on base was like, I don't know, 330, 335, 340. Like, for your eighth hitter, your
0: seventh hitter. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say a scary thing for the... He a 30-home run guy two years ago. For the Dodgers, for the rest of the league is... It's not like, you know, they're just coming down the last couple of years with some of these older guys... It's like Mm -hmm. you know Walker Buehler holding on to his prime. Well, there's no. I don't know. I don't know how much Bellinger has left. It's like holy shit, all these guys are young. Yeah,
2: everybody healthy. Clinton Kershaw shouldn't be their first starter.
0: No, but it's also you can ease it. Why did they do that? Go with Walker Buehler. I I didn't really pay
2: attention. I don't know, but maybe could maybe because he's better.
0: Maybe that simple. It
2: might be. I would. You know what? There might be variety type thing. His home numbers might be much. Let me see. I think his numbers at home might be significantly better, but he could. Have You're been saying Walker.
0: Wa- You're saying Walker Bueller. Yeah, but Clayton's
2: going game two.
0: Yeah, I, the, the the amount of money invested in the pitchers in that series—Kershaw, <laughs> Scherzer, well, Strasburg. How, how good is
2: Corbin? Corbin had like nine Ks.
0: Yeah, I mean Bueller w- will get an enormous contract one day. These guys. The amount the amount of cash in these Major League Baseball playoffs it's pretty nuts. Yeah, so you know, at least I guess you can stream on FS1 right now if you're at the office.
2: So Bueller's uh, not Bueller's actually good on the road. I mean he's a two eight. uh
0: he's getting nerdy baseball.
2: Yeah, let's talk about his strikeouts per nine. He is better at home, but I mean he's good on the road
0: too. He's fine. Would Would you say upset city about two months ago when Big Poppy got? Blasted that he was going to make uh, the pregame show for the round one of the Major League Baseball playoffs. Yeah. I don't know if I would have bet on that.
2: He uh, he. I didn't. Did you? I haven't. I saw just a clip. I didn't really see him talk or anything. But
0: why? Well, I had the TV on before when we were just before the podcast, and he was just. It was just him, Arod Frank, and yeah. they were kind of like happy to have him back. Yeah. Frank acted like he's like I was nervous, and then we went to dinner with him last night, and old Poppy's still there, so it's like. But you could see, like, Poppy saw his life flash before his eyes. Right. I don't know if you're ever quite the same. I would think just
2: going to dinner would kind of, you'd head be on a, you know, just your antenna would be up. <laughs> to
0: relax. I mean, guy, someone tried to kill him. You got Think shot. about that. They didn't miss. They hit him. Well, it's one thing if, like, I mean, I can't relate to this. You can't relate to this. 99% of people can't. If you get shot from, like, a stray bullet somewhere, not even, like, a shooting, just there is... May, I, I don't even know where this would happen, but a stray bullet hit you. That, that would be traumatizing. Getting shot like a drive-by that wasn't meant for you, that would be crazy. How about being shot when there was a hit out on your life and living through it? I, I, that has to be of the getting shot experience. A hit was out on your life, guy. Right. They wanted you, some individual wanted you dead and you survived it. And, you know, you hear some of these stories sometimes is you do, you know, you see something when you're teetering on the, uh, you're out, but you're not dead, but you're maybe legally dead because mm-hmm. he was, it was sketchy there for a minute, I think. But he wasn't at that point. Had complications. He
2: didn't like, they didn't think he, his heart didn't stop. Right. It wasn't that.
0: Well, I don't know. i maybe I, I don't, I don't think so, but who knows. are you, are
2: you reporting that right now here and now?
0: I just reporting, he, you just watched that video. The dude got blasted. Yeah. I watched that video. He's lucky the guy was a terrible shot. I mean, he was five feet away. 30 lucky times. He didn't just shoot, yeah. him in, shoot him in the head. That's heavy. This podcast
2: lightens it up with Ease and EaseWellness.com. E-A-Z-E and E-A-Z-E The promo code is HAM. Share it with your friends.
0: Share it with your friends, guys. Share it with your friends. Also, our friends at EaseWellness.com. They do this thing called a uh, little CBD, little CBD delivered to your house, a little drop shipment, Amazon, a CBD, uppers, downers, bath bombs, doggy treats. We all love a good doggy treat to relax your dog's anxiety, lotions for your aches and pains. Looks like Todd Gurley took a little lotion last night. His, his crinky knee was, was, you know, he looked okay. Yeah. And, uh, ease.com, easewellness.com, promo code ham, promo code ham.
2: That's right. Promo code HAM. Uh, two to three days, as John said, on that CBD, the Ease.com. That's the Ease Wellness CBD. The Ease is within minutes. Keep sending us DMs of you taking advantage of the promo code HAM. We appreciate your support. And, uh, again, share that promo code. And this podcast is brought to you by mybookie.ag, and the promo code at mybookie.ag is HAM and the number one. So just HAM1, four total digits, ham one. Uh, My bookie's got faster payouts, better lines than any other sports book. No one gives you more ways to win than they do at MyBookie.ag promo code Ham1.
0: Well, now we got a lot of action because you got the baseball playoffs, so you can bet on all these teams. They all got you know decent odds to win the whole thing. There are only how many teams left? Eight. Uh, we got a little college football tonight: Cincinnati, UCF. That's a pretty decent uh, college football game. <clears throat> then obviously all the games tomorrow. MyBookie.ag promo code Ham1. Game I like the most, guy is just Washington at Stanford. Uh 15 and a half's a lot, but I, I just think that Washington's gonna come in and light them up. I know you, you weren't as confident on that one. But the I, I yeah, would say I'm the not. game that the game that I really like is Harbaugh got his mojo back a little bit. Iowa at Michigan, minus three and a half. Kind of similar teams. And you know the one thing that gives Harbaugh trouble, right, are some of these spread it out teams or a team with a really good defense. I like Harbaugh to kick Iowa's ass at home get get the get the mojo rolling and everyone's like, "Oh, Harbaugh's 5 and 1." Well, yeah, he wins.
2: I hope so cuz I like when that happens. I like when But when I that was happens pretty good. good. Uh, all right, John. Let's talk about Thursday night football. Really, I mean, Seahawks Rams as it relates to the Niners, there's so many different things we could talk about from that game. My first thing watching the game was, God, when you watch an NFL game with elite level quarterback play, and that's what that game had, I thought Goff I don't care if McVay tells him what to do from the sidelines. Like Someone's still got to throw the football. That guy made some incredible throws. But uh, if you told me right now you had a snake draft with one other team for everybody in the NFL, would you rather be the guy that picks number one and takes Mahomes or be the guy that picks number two and picks number three? Because I think you could make the case I would go Russell number two and then I would take my third pick and feel like I could go toe-to-toe with Mahomes and whoever else you get.
0: That guy's amazing. You're saying like you take Khalil Mack or something with the
2: third pick. Yeah, I'm saying I'd go like like Russell and then you know Travis
0: Kelsey or a,
2: whoever. Khalil
0: Mack. Are you, are you talking fantasy? You're talking real football.
2: I'm type, talking right? real football. I'm just two, two GMs get to pick all the players. Do you want well, the first I th- pick? See, the second I think and the I would pick. go.
0: I'd go, well, Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald, I'll just take Mahomes, and then I'll get whoever you don't take. Well,
2: exactly. There's a way to blow that up pretty quickly. But the but point you, is what just... you
0: could well, – here about this guy. But, you know, I'm going a little off topic. What if you went Mahomes one, and then what if I went Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack? You're going to take two quarterbacks? And then, boom, I'll just get either Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers.
2: There you go. I would th- – Russell, John, right now is – He was awesome. I mean, all the guy does is throw dimes when the world is collapsing around him. I mean, he's just – like I watch that guy, and I think that is somebody who is—I mean, his his—you know what? His, one of his elite skills is confidence. Obviously, Mahomes has it too, but Russell's seen a lot, and is just his deep ball accuracy is incredible. The throw he's the only, to lock he, it—he's the oh only my God. scrambler
0: that I've ever seen that is not really out of control as he's scrambling behind the line of scrimmage and in the pocket. He's just very under control. Coward said something this morning that I guess that he told him once that he used to run at mall crowds when he was like five or six <laughs> into the crowd and trying to avoid people. <laughs> but whatever it is, like there is some natural instinct that n- most people do not have. That now, is, does it help? I, I believe that, but I don't, I, I love that that is like presented as Like this is part of
2: how he like, what if he'd been a second baseman? How did that still help him?
0: <laughs> does it help his elusiveness that he's smaller? Or do you think if he was six five and moved the same way, would he be any less easy to grab? I mean, there would be more body to grab. I think part of it is just his stature; he's so small and strong. So, like arm tackles, you saw a couple times, Aaron Donald. You're like, oh, he's gonna get, and then he just falls off him because you can't really grab him with one arm. Listen, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty confident. I think most people are, and he's the betting favorite. Mahomes is going to win the second MVP, back to back MVPs for the first time since like Manning. You know, it's it's happened a small amount of times in our lifetime. Favre did it one time. And Mahomes is going to be worthy of it. But I do think he has, like, a worthy adversary right now. That, you know, the last couple years in basketball, there's been a clear couple guys, right? The one year Steph won back-to-back. It was like, well, Harden had an excellent year, and he did. You know, the couple years with Harden and Russ, and last year with Harden and Giannis. It kind of feels like that a little NBA-ish to me, because I'm a Mahomes guy, I... I would pay to watch Mahomes. I heard Terry, Terry Bradshaw in the pregame. He's like, you know why I love Russell Wilson? He's a guy that can get me on my couch and watch football. It's like, Terry, you're paid to watch football. Like, you, did, you know, they, but it was kind of, no one noticed, but it hit <laughs> like, he's right. He doesn't want to, and I don't blame him. And you're I don't never want to on your couch watching football. You're working every uh, Sunday and Thursday. <laughs> I, I know, but he he was fucking remarkable. He is remarkable. I, I He's a legitimate, and I, I don't think I've ever thought this before, MVP candidate. Because you could convince me that if he has like one of those thirty-eight touchdown, two pick seasons, and they go thirteen and three, even if Mahomes does, you know, forty-five touchdowns and they go thirteen and three, could it just be like, well, it's Russell's time? One of those, a little like NBA-ish, because like, oh, Mahomes going to win more. Mm-hmm. This is this is his year where he. And I, I wouldn't even argue. So I'm starting to think is the Mahomes bet on him being the MVP as big of a lock as probably we would have said two weeks ago or even Wednesday before Thursday night because their guy there's nothing like us these primetime games in Seattle like I, I do think a lot more people just end up on a Mahomes game on a Sunday day or Sunday afternoon, just because it's like, well, Chiefs, Raiders. or Chief, he And he just does like four touchdowns in a quarter. A couple days ago, right, it was the national game, him versus the Ravens, a lot of people were watching.
2: Well, last year they maxed out their national TV appearances. They'll probably do the same again this year.
0: But, they, but even like when they get the CBS afternoon game against the Patriots, that's, you know, yeah. most people are watching that. Yeah. Like, there are some games where you just – it's part of being on the West Coast where the East Coast bias comes in, you're gonna miss some Russ. Even me and you, like well, we don't get them all on the television during the week, you know, weekend. Well, think about Seattle it games. too,
2: like their division, they they play four games a year in the last five years since the Niners got bad, that are just you just don't no one outside of the people who have to watch and want to watch Seahawks With Cardinals the and, and Cardinals, Seahawks and Niners.
0: Yeah. 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 I agree. So Didn't it fe- didn't it feel like do we got a little rivalry going right now. Like, do the Niners? Kind of feels like Seattle and L.A. Remember last year? Seeing the Niners getting in, left out of the party. Well, we'll get into this here in a minute. But you watch Seattle L.A. It did. It's different because the teams. Like the one thing, wouldn't you say, that made the Harbaugh Pete Carroll rivalry so awesome, was one there was a little history. So you just knew that like these Harbaugh it almost felt like kind of drove Pete out, and then their handshake and just you could tell there was some. Palpable kind of hatred might be strong, but just the elite competitors that were also older and just weren't really going to be buddy-buddy. This one is a little more buddy-buddy because there was like a pregame shot. I just looked at the TV at like 4.15, so like an hour before the game, and it's Pete with a huge smile on his face, and Goff's over there. They're hugging each other, and I'm like, you know what? These guys, they have something in common. They're both California guys. They The way they live life, they're positive people. Like They just like each other. But the games, unlike the Niner Seattle rivalry, which was, you know, felt like Mike Tyson versus Mike Tyson, mixed in with a little Chuck Liddell. Mm-hmm. Like if someone landed a haymaker, stretcher was coming out. Like that game last night didn't feel like a stretcher game. Like you, no one's gonna get. I mean, unless some freak happens, freaky happens because the defenses are kind of shitty. But the offenses would just Russell in the peak of his powers. And everyone's shitting on Jared Goff. He is the number one overall pick, and he got $110 million. He was a starting quarterback for a team that went to the Super Bowl last year that Todd Gurley was a shell of himself starting around December. So he's pretty fucking good. And a little new rivalry, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Because I think right now... Because part now, of this is the Rams before McVay didn't really have rivals, right? Because they just were shitty for so long. I did and, think
2: that yesterday. Like, no one even... is. No one says, like... When LeBron left Cleveland, everyone was heartbroken for Cleveland. When the when when the Colts apparently uh, left Baltimore in the middle of the night, everyone was mad for Baltimore. No, not lo- oh, Dan, I have not doing? heard one person be like, "God, St. Louis." Anyone checked up on them lately? Well, like, well nobody's God, they checked stole, up on St.
0: Louis. They stole the team. You know, it wasn't their team to begin with. Yeah, but I don't even think it's about that. Do you? You just when you lose a team, it hurts. I'm just saying.
2: I think normally when a place loses a team. People kind of check up on them every once in a while. Like, you just think, like, remember the Rams used to be in St. I have not thought until I saw a commercial last night where the fans in the commercial were wearing, like, fake Rams jerseys because it was a commercial. They didn't have the rights to the logo. I was like, oh, remember when they were in St. Louis?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, like I don't even
2: think that they, anymore. They're just no, the I, LA Rams. I, I follow you. Like, the Raiders, like, when it, they're in it, it, Vegas, it's going to be for decades. Yeah. Remember when they were in Oakland?
0: Well, it, it happens in San Diego. Like God, the, the the NFL man, they should have just left them in San Diego. I feel so bad for those same people in San, the San Diegans. It happens right? to Seattle nonstop with the Thunder. with the NBA. I mean, we're still talking about it, but doesn't it doesn't feel like they're going to get an NBA team eventually.
2: Yeah, maybe. I'm just saying. It just I don't even it doesn't even occur to I, I spent a year saying St. Louis Rams, and and now I haven't even thought about St. Louis.
0: Well, if you take away those couple years with Kurt Warner, they were relatively irrelevant for the majority of it, right? It's not like they even had really good teams, so yeah. The, the other, Rams, I think, it,
2: I I also just think it's just better when they're in L.A. Like the Thunder are not better in Oklahoma City; they'd be better in Seattle.
0: Do you notice how the one narrative of like Raider fans, we own L.A.'s our spot, like that ended? No, it's it's McVeigh and Goff's spot. They own the fucking place, like, so as they should, because yeah. like the Raider, they were there before. That that's the one thing I think that makes the the move. So much different than like the Chargers going to LA. Definitely the Raiders going to Vegas. Like there are people that are, you know, 50 years old that were like, yeah, this was my squad when I was in high school. They were here. You know, so it is it is kind of a unique situation. Wouldn't you agree there? You know, it's not just like out yeah. of the field. They yeah. just, you know, the Green Bay Packers m- moved to Arizona. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like they, they did kind of come home. Even though it doesn't feel like that, especially for like us younger people. You know, I, I never remember the L.A. Rams pre-St. Louis. Yeah. Though, even like in our lifetime, I, don't really I, know. I think they moved the same year the Raiders did, right? Like 81 or 82. Or the Raiders moved in in 94. I guess I, the Raiders left Oakland in 80 and came back. They were, they were gone. for guy. they were gone. Think about that. The Raiders were gone for 15 years. How weird that. Like, they were gone for like 30. They were gone for 15 fucking years. Think how, and now it's 15 years, and this is what makes them so mad. The Niners won five Super Bowls. <laughs> Think about the timing on that. It's like, yeah, we won too. Yeah, not here. So, <laughs> yeah. Can't make that up. I know. It's, it's too
2: perfect. It's too perfect. Um, the game was great. The atmosphere was solid, I guess. I mean, I, it's hard to tell from TV, but it looked great.
0: I, I thought the atmosphere was elite.
2: Um, The Chris Carson bobble touchdown was hilarious. My heart sunk when he bobbled and that ball popped up in the air for him. I didn't want that to happen to him. I had a weird feeling at the end of the field goal was going to get missed and the Seahawks were going to win.
0: Uh, but I kind of it too.
2: Right? I don't know. He, that, doesn't, he doesn't miss either. but
0: Would that have been a top five all-time drop? Wide open, in the end zone, fourth down, a lob, like a little It's bump. like he,
2: he set – like volleyball set past it to him. So it was
0: – yeah you think it's sometimes... He's good. He is really good. That if you're an NFL football player, you'd rather have him put a little velocity on it that f- makes you focus Probably a little lobber. Now, he's lucky that it was, if you are going to bobble it on a lobber, right? it's not going to... If I throw a strike, it might bounce off my hands and go 10 feet away and I'd be screwed. The right. lobber's not going to go that far.
2: And luckily no one was there to like hit a him or take the ball away. Or...
0: Does Russell throw the best lobber on just like a roll around little lobber in the NFL. I'm not talking deep ball, which he is the best. Does deep he ball
2: throw just thought. the best ball in the NFL?
0: Isn't he a beauty guy? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's. How about the ball he threw to Disley? That Disley caught like off his face mask. Like Russell. I think Goff throws a very catchable ball. It, it When it's on, it looks very beautiful. Because it's yeah, not I, that. It's, it's just very catchable.
2: I was, uh, I was texting with my buddy Evan Moore last night. Who played from the. He does a lot of Pac-12 Network stuff, but he played with Russell. I was just like, dude, this guy is amazing. And he's like, you know, here's what I say about Russell. I w- if I was a GM in the NFL, I would never hesitate to set the market with Russell Wilson, like just to make him the highest paid guy every time his contract comes up. Because not only is he inter- incredible, well, they've talented, done it. They've done it twice. Yeah, and he's like, it's the, he's like, it's a no-brainer because I'm telling you right now, I don't know what he said to me. was like, I don't know how he has time to be married to Ciara because Russell Wilson is obsessed with football. Uh, and I said, why has it got to be about Ciara? And he's like, I just mean any wife. He's like, I don't know how the guy has time to be married because I'm telling you he is obsessed with football, Russell Wilson.
0: I was like, well, that's a pretty good quality for your quarterback to have. No, it really is. Especially your super
2: rich quarterback.
0: Well, you know what hit me last night is those guys clearly didn't like him that much. I mean, when I say those guys, I mean, it was led by Richard. (laughs) And I was just thinking about, like, in some of those practices early on, some of the mean things, I, we've read about some of them, but if we read about some of them, there has to be a lot more worse things that were said all the time. Like, you're fucking holding us back. Just the constant, I wonder if that, for a guy that clearly is, loves the sport, it's his life. I mean, Brady, like, he's given his life to it. That if that drove him a little extra, and then on top of he just already had the special requirements, because, listen, Richard, and all you guys, which I still think Richard... <laughs> would probably say that he doesn't think he's that good. Maybe. I don't know how he'd still say that now, but, like, you guys were wrong, right? You guys were wrong. He was the guy that they thought he was. So, like, they wanted Russell to have all the success. Yeah, because he was the franchise. And Pete and John have been proven right. And you guys weren't, right? Because you guys were not here and we haven't skipped a beat without you. And Richard, you're having success and Earl, you got some money and Cam, I don't know what, you're retired, but, like, we were right. And you know the one guy that was probably kind of nice to him is still there, Bobby Wagner. They're like, yeah, yeah Bobby Wagner, pretty normal guy, actually. <laughs> he's a good player. We like him. You can stay. <laughs> like, hey, Richard, maybe you should have been a little less adversarial. Maybe you still be there, too. Well, you know what he's
2: like? He's like uh I like Richard, the same. I like
0: Richard, but you're just, there have been some hills we're all going to die on, and sometimes you're not always right, and that one looks worse and worse, right? Yeah. Because the well, stories I- were pretty strong about their hatred toward him.
2: He clearly got better, right? I mean, it's it's sometimes the he, intern who you give who you make get your coffee and call coffee bitch, turns out to actually be a pretty valuable member of the organization one day.
0: But 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 isn't it fair to say like yeah he's in the peak like he's never been better than right now? But I'd say like by about like 2015 16 it was clear the guy was special, right? We've known this now for like three yeah or no four years. If you if you were on the hill like he's not that good you're a moron. Now, I think early on, you could say, yeah, we didn't win the Super Bowl because of Russell Wilson. No one would argue with you, Richard. It was Tom
2: was the same deal.
0: Most quarterbacks, Think how hard it is. Couldn't you say, like, it's pretty impressive how good Jared Goff already is four years into his
2: career? For sure. But that's what would make... That's what's crazy about Mahomes, right? Is that they are good because of him.
0: Yeah, it's, he, he's somewhat of Like, if he pulls outlier, it off... He's somewhat of an outlier, for sure. But... He also had a unique story of he got to sit his whole first year and learn with a guy that helped him, and then he got to hit the ground running with the team like fully equipped. I guess the the one day we'll find out like what Mahomes looks like when he makes fifty million dollars a year with just a couple of random receivers. Maybe, maybe they don't. Maybe like yeah, we're always going to invest a lot. We just won't play that much defense. And we'll just outscore you. That'll be our philosophy. That's how we're going to do it. I'll be like yeah, I don't really blame you. I probably would too. Cause here's the other thing about Russell now. You were talking to me, you said that what Will Disley had twenty five career catches. He Something was a like that, he yeah. he was a blocking catcher. Or I mean he, blocking uh, tight end at the University of Washington. He was a fourth round pick. Well he Russell was the Wilson, second tight end taken from that team. He Russell Wilson's clearly making that guy a really good player. Like Russell Wilson's starting to elevate all these guys. So like you said, Evan was saying he should be the top player and never flinch about it. When your guy makes guys better, you never hesitate to give him huge cash.
2: So, Will Disley, I think think he has 23 catches this year. He had 21 catches last year at the University of Washington.
0: Wouldn't you say that's the one hard part about that? Like, if you're a wide receiver.
2: John, he was a defensive lineman for his first two years.
0: Wow. Holy fuck.
2: He had four catches as a junior, and then,
0: wow. I didn't know that. That's a... It's a good pick there by those guys. Do you think they had a little inside intel, just having them right in their backyard? Yeah, I mean, I would. But not that inside. I mean, they took them in the fourth round. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, you know,
2: it's value, though. I mean, no one else was taking the former defensive lineman who had 21
0: catches. But you, but I think you see this at that position, right? Kittle's a little like that, not very productive, and then he's really good. It's just one of those positions that you're like, damn, you got a tight end in the mid-rounds and he becomes a star. Like, It, it happens pretty consistently now. Or you can just take vernon davis or tj hawkinson in the top 10 but you better hit that you feel what would you rather take tj hawkinson or vernon davis in the top 10 or a kittle or will disley in the late rounds it does feel a little better getting the late round guy. well
2: what, hold on now would i rather take vernon or hawkinson vernon would i rather take kittle or disley kittle but so I, i'd I rather take kittle like, than hawkinson and probably davis but i wouldn't take
0: i think you're under, disley I, I, over vernon i think you're underestimating hawkinson Well, no, I'm just – no, I'm
2: not. I'm just saying, like, I don't – like, he's a rookie. I just know Kittle is fantastic, and I know Vernon is fantastic. That's all. Yeah,
0: I'm not necessarily even just using those – I'm just saying, like, get yourself a Pro Bowl-level tight end. Like, Kittle might be, like, Hall of Famer. But I'm saying a Pro Bowl-level guy, late rounds, or Pro Bowl-level guy in the first round. Doesn't it feel like the late round feels a little bit better? (laughs) We got this motherfucker in the fifth.
2: That's right. It's just definitely an ego boost.
0: Now – Seattle isn't that big on hitting on first round picks. I don't know if you've noticed, but their guy was a healthy scratch. So well, not just that guy, their
2: second round pick was too.
0: They are four and one, but that's not ideal because you go, God, could you guys be even better if those guys were having impacts? Because this note I got a lot of people tweeting, well, that speaks to their depth. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots and Chiefs play their first rounders. Like your first rounder should play every year. That's not this isn't about the depth, the depth. Yeah, you take a guy in the first round to fucking play. Like they should be an instant addition. And don't let's not act like this isn't the 2012 Seattle roster, right? There are, I don't know if you noticed, they got some holes some places. Even as a pass rusher, like their pass rush isn't exactly LT coming off the edge every play. They, yeah. they weren't really getting to Jared except when they blitzed. Jared's tough. I'll give him that. He yeah. is a so, tough player.
2: I mean, one thing I'm thinking watching this game is just... Does Jimmy Garoppolo fit into this game? Does Jimmy Garoppolo fit in? We'll talk about how the Niners fit in with those two teams. But as it fits just the quarterbacking, clearly there are two. And I have no problem saying Jared Goff's just a top-level quarterback. I'm I'm done with the let's reevaluate Jared every week about whether he's overhyped or whatever. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to get better with time. I think he's just going to be good. He's already good. I'm not worried about Jared Goff. I don't know about you.
0: But yeah, he threw for 400 yards in a very, very tough environment on a short week.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like to me the idea that we're reevaluating how overhyped he is every week is just stupid. I,
0: they're,
2: they're not looking for a quarterback for a long, long time. So this division has two really good quarterbacks for a long, long time. Like, does Jimmy Garoppolo fit into that game? I, I'll tell you this. He's got a better chance to do it than Kirk Cousins, but I don't know if that makes
0: anybody feel good. Yeah, I would say he's not on those guys' level yet, or at least we haven't seen it in a while. You know, he had some of those moments late in the season as first year. And it's, I think, ever since then with the injury and then even this year, you had to reevaluate the impact of those games. Like, they weren't on the road in Seattle with them fighting for a playoff berth, right? (laughs) It just, it's, it makes you think. And I I can't say it confidently that 100% he belongs in that game. And he could hang, he'd go toe-to-toe with Russ. Because you want to win this division? You want to make the playoffs? you got to be able to go toe-to-toe with Russ. It's just that simple. Can you make the plays at that level? And because you go, well, it's the the offense. Well, Jerry Goff runs very similar offense to Jimmy Garoppolo, and he fucking made plays all goddamn game. I hope so, because I, I want to see the Niners in the playoffs. Great for our business. I want to watch good football. But I'm not confident to just stand up here and bang the drum. I, I know he has the skill set for it, but there is no, like, figuring it out on the fly in a game like that. Like Jared Goff came in ready, you can see like he came off a game where he threw three picks. Now he almost—I think he threw over 500 yards against Tampa. Oh, but, he did. Yeah, it was like 505. But still, three picks and they got their breaks beaten off. Again, not all his fault, but his picks did lead to touchdowns. And he came back swinging. And even early in that game, guy, where they were down 14 to six, and it was like, God, Seattle. Close to kind of blowing them out, and then Pete goes for it on fourth down, and that leads to a touchdown. And you're like, this Jared Goff is mentally, mentally tough. I'm a, I'm a big Jared Goff guy, and everyone's shitting on him. He's like a better version of Matty Ice. And check Matty, Google Matty Ice's resume. It's not as bad as you think. So you can win. And Jared's only. You
2: agree, Jared's gonna keep like Jared's gonna be better. He's How just gonna keep Jared? getting
0: better. Twenty five. I mean, he's he's not thirty. You know, because he was a true junior. Came out like when he oldest. was 21 or 22. He's been in the league for three and a half years. Yeah, He's young.
2: He, tur- he turns 25 in 10 days. Libra. I,
0: I, I'd i be pretty bullish on, I mean, Libra's coming for blood. Yeah, I just think that I, I have confidence in Jimmy because he keeps improving. But how much more football has Jared Goff played than Jimmy Garoppolo in the last four years? Started, you know... What he come in that year with the with when he couldn't take a snap with uh, Jeff Fisher like midseason? Remember, I was thinking about this last night before the game. I think his first career start was against Seattle. Maybe it was a second career start on like a Thursday night game, and I'm pretty sure Richard Sherman might have killed him on a play on the sideline. You remember that Richard got him, hit him so hard, and he was terrible. Yeah,
2: I do I do remember that.
0: But now he's we talk about like stacking games, stacking wins. Well, Jared Goff's now what one year with McVay, two years with McVay, and this is his third year with McVay. Like he's stacking up a lot of games 16, 32, plus some playoff games, and then four games here, or five, that's his fifth game last night. Like he's he has infinitely more experience right now than Jimmy Garoppolo. Think about that. He just played a lot more. Yeah, I, and he, I do. He still goes through growing pains.
2: I'm glad that it was your turn to be the the alleged Jimmy hater here. I do think he's got the skill. Like I do think like Jared's making throws in that game that I think jimmy can make russell i don't it's hard to even he's in his own category yeah he's but you know i think the thing that makes it easier is just i know when i watch that game i know the niners do have a defense front that can create pressure on their quarterback so even if the rams are creating pressure on jimmy even if the seahawks are trying to find ways to get pressure on jimmy i do know that guy when they play jared like, they are getting pressure on him. When they pro- play Russell, they are getting pressure on him. Hell, you could make the argument, maybe would the Niners get more pressure on one of those two guys than one of those two teams could get on Jimmy? I mean, Aaron Donald's obviously number one.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, was Joe Staley playing or not? I, I'd, I'd My, Okay, well, whatever.
2: It's just they, they they, could hang in that game, though. You agree with that, just getting pressure well, yes. on those
0: guys. One, one. Their defense 100% could hang. Offensively. They have the skill guys, too, and they have the play caller, too. It's just about, is Jimmy playing well? Is, like, Dante Pettis shitting the bed or is he making plays? Like, think about that. When you watch the Rams, you go, win or lose, I have a lot, I have strong confidence in, like, their crew of guys. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Brandon Cooks. Like, they can just make plays against a really good team. Win or lose, right? When you watch the, the Seattle, you go, well, Tyler Lockett now has been in a shitload of big games the last five years. Chris Carson's been their starting and running back the last couple years. Russell doesn't hesitate just throwing it to kind of random guys. So he makes random guys he's been doing his whole career. You go, that that would be my bigger question mark than Jimmy. Like, Kittle would belong, then who else belongs? Debo, you think. I mean I, I I'm confident that he will belong, but he's got to play in some of these games first in the NFL. You go, Marquise Goodwin has proven to me that he typically does not belong in the big games. And Dante Pettis just hasn't done it. And, you he know, hey, 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 he made one big play. Yeah. Hell yeah, he did. It was a big play. But now can you can you stack a big play? Guy? Stack a big play.
2: So, oh, you just reminded me. Somebody DM me the other day after our last podcast. This was. Uh, this was Brandon. Brandon sent me a note. He said, I thought you might want to bring this to John's attention. People are already quoting his stack wins line. Not sure who this Steve Young guy thinks he is. I guess Steve went on VR uh, and they posted, Steve Young explains why the Niners' Monday night game against the Brown is so important to help them, quote-unquote, stack wins. And when I said, you say this, what a criminal. <laughs> that that phrase is too unique for that to be a coincidence.
0: I know. That's bullshit. That is bullshit, Steve. And then,
2: and then Brandon said, uh, maybe Steve should text back now.
0: I agree. I haven't texted him in a while. So there that you go. Ru- that Russell Wilson is one of the great outliers ever. Like, the most unique quarterback maybe we've ever seen. One of them. Jimmy Style is much newer to the sport, I'd say, these last, like, 15, 20 years. Like, guys like him, kind of undersized, playmakers, the Romos. uh, That's really the guy that sticks out to me. But he, he there's not – like, Jared Goff is your prototypical – that's how NFL quarterbacks have now looked our lifetime. Six four, not that athletic. They just want to sit there and th- throw dimes. Like, that's kind of what the history of the sport, that guy, looks like. Like, I bet when Troy Aikman stands next to Jared Goff, Goff might have him by an inch or what. Yeah, like Goff they're, is massive. Yeah, yeah. He's huge. But I'm saying, like, you put Goff next to the Mannings, next to Brady. Like, that's Rivers. That's what they look like. Flacco. is bigger, but, I mean, he's t- that tall. That's, that's what, the, in the history of the sport, they look like that. That's what I think makes Russell so special. He, he He's... We say Mahomes is the Steph Curry, and he is in terms of hype, and we've never seen. But we kind of have seen some of it with Brett Favre. Now he might be better version of that, but I think when you watch Russell, I, I can honestly say I've never seen anything like it, because Michael Vick played like that, but he didn't wasn't accurate like that. What about Steve Young? But I'd say like when in his when he flipped the script in like 90 or 91 and then went on to really kind of cement his Hall of Fame career once Joe Montana left, mm-hmm. he said over and over, I became a master inside the pocket. Like to me, his better comp is like Steve was an athletic Drew Brees. He was, he's but the, I, mo- he was the most, he was yeah. the most accurate quarterback in the history of the NFL. I, I, I do.
2: I do feel like Russell does so much of that. I'm not, I, and I know you're not saying that he doesn't, but I feel like he does so much work in the pocket. Well, he does. It's, like dancing, like getting, like there were a couple of places yesterday where he's looking all around him and staying in the, po- yeah. I know is you're he, not saying he doesn't.
0: Would but. you say he's the safest running quarterback in the history of the NFL? Like note hits, even when he's in compromised position, he's even smart enough to, hey, Russell, when you when you push for that extra half yard, you might get taken out. Yeah, it might be a penalty, but he might knock you out. Russell slides five feet away from a defender. Like I'm not even giving you, like even if I'm playing Vontaze, Vontaze is like, yeah, it's too far. Right, he he doesn't even give the guy an opportunity to do it because he's so he's so careful. I, I'd say that's you know one of his most underrated attributes is like Jimmy takes some hits. Goff's just gonna take some hits because he's just kind of standing there. Jimmy's a little reckless when he's moving around. Russell's not that reckless. No, great. Slider. If anything, he's probably overcautious. But it's you have to be when you're that side. Now he when he does take hits. He like gets pinballed because he is kind of small. Or you just see his face like, ah, ah <laughs> he's getting blasted. Well, there was he the kind of one pass.
2: Him. He threw one pass near the goal line. Is that the one you're thinking of? He threw one as soon as he got let it go. Oh. He got hit by two, squeezed between two guys. Well, even
0: the late hit that they it's called it slow madness. motion. Oh yes, but just how far? Like Clay is 6'3", 260. Russell got rocketed about seven yards. <laughs>
2: well, you saw his face when he landed. How hard the ground must have been. Right? You could see if you go back and watch that Clay hit, watch Russell's face when he hits the ground.
0: So, Is it crazy in pro sports? A guy I, was like just, Clay Ma- I was just going to say Jimmy's That a guy like Clay Matthews can just resurrect his career? Just you need to go to another team? Just even if it's just for one year? You know, I'd say Richard Sherman's done it a little, but now there's often injuries a little different.
2: Did, well, see, my thought was like, why does Clay, why does every old guy go through this? And he's not like older by sports standards. But like, because who was the big guy that uh, that had that the touchdown-saving tackle on golf from the from on golf from the Seahawks? And they're like, you know, eleventh year in the league. He's thirty-one years old. I'm like, God, his body must be so much older than thirty-one. Whoever that big dude was. But no, you're. I I was just gonna say, how come every old guy goes with that beard that Clay has? And again, he's not old. He's just football old. But I feel like every vet goes with that beard.
0: I do think Clay has had it for a while. But it seems but, like it's
2: bushier than it's ever been.
0: Yeah, probably. You're, you're just old. You know, it's just you, it's what the, you energy, do. the energy you have to even think about shaving. You're like, I'm just so tired. The, the pain. Well, you just look at like Aaron Donald and you just say, enjoy not being sore in your mid 20s because it'll end.
2: You got to just spend and, more time in the.
0: And the young guy always goes, sure, buddy. It's like when people try to tell you, hey, you know, one day you won't be able to order double fries and an extra cheeseburger on the yeah. side. And you're like, oh, sure. And then fucking when you're just a, your typical white guy, it hits you like 29 instead of 45, like most some of these athletes. You're like, this sucks. I just want to order everything on the menu and a milkshake.
2: You know my dad always says to me? He's like, you know, one thing he realized, I'd never really heard this one until he said it, was like he, when he was younger, he just knew he, he could build muscle so much faster. He says it's just harder to build muscle when you get older. When you go to the gym, it's just you got to work really hard to build. Like when you're young, you just – Muscle, just do hit the workout, get a little protein shake. You're going to build muscle
0: quick. Well, see, well, see, I'd argue the protein shake. You can go hit the gym, go to swing by a McDonald's, and it turns into muscle. Yeah, Spe- especially for like these freak athletes. Maybe not me. And I'm, you. I'm talking about us, not not freak athletes. Yeah, but yeah, even us. Like we I'm go to the about gym, eat a healthy the meal, cups. and you, yeah, you get it. <laughs> I just vividly remember walking into the cafeteria all the time, and Deshaun would just have like double cheeseburger, side of fries. Be like a Thursday, you know, pra- or like after a Thursday practice. Be like, yeah. I think he gets skinnier when he eats this. Well, week. that's
2: our friend and former roommate AJ Riding. Who Always like, bro, you you just got two burgers from what, JBC's Junior Bacon Ta- Cheeseburgers, and you're eating them shirtless with a six pack, bro. Like, can do you mind? There's other no, people just, here, and it's me.
0: <laughs> I'm jealous, bro. And
2: also, yes, get me two J- Junior Bacon Cheeseburgers. <laughs>
0: uh, Thank you. That sounds pretty. I mean, I got Wendy's kind of close to me. I might hit that up. Uh, I had some late night
2: like three weeks ago on, on a drive. would you uh, go, Wendy's? Yeah, Wendy's.
0: Wendy's is sneaky underrated. Uh,
2: okay, the 49ers, Monday Night Football. I, so here's the other part of watching that Thursday night game is you're watching it going, I imagine the 49ers walking into a room. Who was it? Was it Shooter McGavin? who used to? Who, no, no, this is an actual story, right? Who Was it Tiger? Who walked into a room and was like, which one of you motherfuckers is finishing second? It was Larry Bird
0: three point contest. That's right. Thank you. So Kicks I, open the door and like looks at Gerald Hodges. Craig. That's right. Craig. Craig Hodges. Yeah. Craig Hodges. I knew you'd remember. Who's that? Gerald Hodges? He's a linebacker that uh, Bulky traded for.
2: And and so I imagine the Niners walking in like all the hype, the un, only unbeaten team, walking into a room with the Seahawks and Rams going, "Which one of you dickheads is finishing third? And the Seahawks and Rams playing that football game saying, "Not one of us." So. I don't think the Forty ers are better than either one of those football teams. But they can't finish second in the division. Hell, I guess they could win the division. I think they second's more realistic. Team. But because of nights like Monday night, they gotta take advantage of their schedule advantage, which is they were they were the worst of the three football teams last year. In theory, their schedule should be especially early, one they can take advantage of. But you gotta win Monday night football against the Browns to have a chance here. Do you is that Am I too hard on the nine? Well, I, that, I, I'd let, say
0: let's, t- let's take a step back. The The Rams are three and one, right? Or are they four and one? What's their record right now? Three and three one. And one. They're three no, and no, one. No, 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 uh, yeah. uh, no. no. Yeah. No, they've lost two games. No, they've lost two games.
2: Who, who won the game last night? The Seahawks. They're three and two.
0: They're three and two. Thank you. So you go one of those losses was an away game on a short week to Seattle. That's not a bad loss. Now, it might kind of have been a bad loss the way you watched it, right? They missed a game-winning field goal. But when you take a step back, you're not going to go 16-0. You're in pretty good shape, guy. if you go 11-5. And you go, well, you're going to get five losses. A couple, hopefully, like three or four of them come on the road. Because if you go 4-4 four and four, and then just 6 or 7-1 and one at home, you're going to take care of business. I'd say the red flag right now for the Rams is they had a pretty bad loss. They were a 10-point favorite, and they got the shit kicked out of them by the Bucks. So you go, that's kind of a swing game right now for the Niners and the Rams. They played a because they're playing common opponents, right? The two divisions, the AFC South and the AFC North, right now. The the Niners won that game. Like, I do you think the Niners are going to go to Seattle and win? I don't. So you go, they'll probably split that situation. Now, situation. I don't I, know
2: why it's funny that you call it a situation, but well,
0: I just just that little. <laughs> but it's a situation. You don't a game. That's situation. It's, right, it's a situation where Seattle, their one loss, well, it turned out that. It was a home game, but it was to one of the teams that I think we all can acknowledge, even with Drew Brees out for six weeks, is one of the best teams in the league. So, yeah that loss is not too bad. Now, the Niners haven't had a loss yet, and I think that's why I put pressure. Like, losing to the Browns on the road wouldn't be a bad loss. And I bet if you look, because the, the division plays the AFC North, either the Rams or the Seattle probably plays the Browns on the road. Hell, the Rams did, and they, they won the game. So you want to hold serve with the Rams, this is how I kind of look at it. You got to win this game. Then you're in pretty good shape. Because we kept talking about before, listen, I I I even gained in a loss more respect for Goff and, and McVay. If they don't make the playoffs, it ain't gonna be like a four and twelve year. It'll be like an eight and eight year where they just lose like three or four heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like a last night. And but like they're going to have some swing games and are they going to lose like when what happens if the niners take care of business monday night 99% of the pressure in that game in la is all on la like the niners don't have to win that game now if the niners lose monday night it goes you lose that game you'll have the same record as them you know even though you've had the bye but it kind of changes it that's that's the way i look at it like when you play the same teams the other teams and they lost you win it or vice versa like the, the rams already played the browns in Cleveland, and fucking won the game in a primetime situation. In a game also where we were kind of shitting on the Browns. So, you... To me, this is... On paper, you go, you have a massive advantage for head coach. Kyle Shanahan, off a bye, at home, on Monday Night Football, should not lose to Freddie Kitchens. Because I watched McVay go on the road Sunday Night Football, and beat their ass, kind of. So... Now it's not. That's not the way a world works. Like all of a sudden we could look up after the first quarter of Monday Night Football, the Niners could be down fourteen nothing. But there is like we've talked about going three and one in the quarters, and they've already done that because they're already three and zero. So they lose this game. They're three and one, and that's a good thing. But the way when you look at what's that one game, it's a home game off a bye against a team that's had some issues, right? So I I do think there's some pressure on this game. But to make like. I, I find it very, very difficult to pick this division just because these teams hadn't played each other at least before last night. And now I'm starting to feel I kind of think this division Seattle to win because you'd go the the Niners. They, they there's no chance that they can say we're Seattle's equal. Like they, you're just not allowed to say that. They've been kicking the shit out of you for seven years. So Seattle's better. And then L A has owned the division these last two years. So until they prove they can beat L A. And they beat him the one time, right? Jimmy's last start of 2017. Well, would they do that game? They arrested everybody. Remember, they sat Goff and all those guys for the playoff game. Yeah, that was the first McVay's first year, so I, I don't count that game. Other than that, they've got you. So when I say right now those two teams are better,
2: all that you you're saying you agree, right? You just have well, to I'm give just, those teams. I'm the just saying they've it earned
0: it. Yep. Until I see the Niners beat them head to head, but you, like you said, you can. You can put yourself in position, like you beat the Browns, you start beating Carolina, you start beating some of the Arizona Cardinals. All of a sudden, you're eight and two that you can afford some losses, and they might be five and three, right? Well, yeah, I mean they 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 are not the Rams are not the both
2: these teams are not as flawless as they've been historically. Seattle for a larger history, and obviously the Rams. Does Marcus Peters look
0: terrible to you, or is it just me?
2: Well, do you blame him for the DK Metcalf touchdown? Like physically blame him, or I—the play that was baffling, and even Troy Aikman was the worst play of the game was Aqib Tlaib on Chris Carson. What was he doing? Well, Aikman said Aikman's like I think he just thought they were just not going to throw the ball to Chris Carson, so he kind of he kind of just so he whacked. just kind of checked out, and then the yeah. ball's in the air, and then Chris, who's not a receiver, I think the other thing that happened, the craziest part was the ball's in the air, and Talib is like looking for the ball, but he can't find it. Was that so, Carson or Penny? was it Penny? I thought it was Carson, but maybe it was maybe Penny. Maybe what? I, I it, was feel a like running it was the bet. fatter one. It was yeah, it was you was might Penny. be right. A- anyway, so and then the other factor is like Talib's used to defending people who are used to being receivers. So like they're I would guess if you're a DB, uh, DB, hit me up, DM me that most guys have a pretty consistent pattern like when they look and how long you can expect until the ball arrives. But a running back might be looking the whole way back. You probably never know when the ball's been released based on just watching the guy you're defending.
0: Peters did miss the tackle on a one-quick screen where they scored a touchdown. Okay. But he's not a big, like, he's not Mr. Tackle. So that's, I don't totally blame him for that. But they would have a flaw right now. You'd be like, they are struggling to cover guys, right? Which in 2019 can be a flaw because maybe not necessarily against the Niners specifically, but this is what, what I'm talking about they might lose some games when you're not playing them that you can take advantage of when you win the game, and you already have a little buffer right now. That's why what makes this Monday night football game so big. You go 4-0, and you're already two games against them in the loss column going into playing them. I wouldn't say you bury them because it's only early October, but in the hypothetical of the 49ers beat the Browns at home Monday night where they're the favorite. So this is not talking crazy like they're the Vegas favorite, as they should be coming off a of by Monday Night Football. Then you're going to L.A. with a bunch of house money. Is it safe to say that would be a must-win game for L.A. coming off a longer week? Because that's the other thing. Yeah. The, the Rams will be coming off a Thursday game, and the Niners are coming off a Monday Night Football game. Right. How many times has Kyle complained about that in the, uh, in the offices over the last six months?
2: How about Kyle saying, you sent me the, the video of Kyle in his press conference saying like, Someone asked if him and Jimmy were watching a film. And he said, ah, we just needed a break from each other.
0: I don't think he was lying either. He said <laughs> it was a joke, but I don't think he was joking.
2: My favorite part was, like, I know Jimmy planned to to go home see his family. Uh, he ended up staying here or something like that. Like, Jimmy had probably made that plan, and then he's like, wait, I'm an NFL quarterback on a bye week? And Kittle's like, dude, come on. Come to come
0: to Raw with me or SmackDown or, or whatever. What do, you, what do you think she's like? you want to hang out all week? What do you have to do? He's like, I don't really have to do anything. He's I like, wasn't don't... planning to go home. but He's like, don't you work? He's like, no, I'm just an Instagram model. I just hang out and take pictures. So yeah, let's just hang. He's like, uh, mom, dad, uh, yeah, I'll FaceTime you tomorrow or something. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. It, Kyle needs me in. We're gonna, I, You know, we're oh, actually that... doing this blitz pickup thing. You That'll know, me, Kyle best. and, if he told his
2: parents, Kyle told him they had to work, and then Kyle's video was out there like, no, we didn't spend any time together.
0: Well, what about Friday? He's like, well, actually, Lynch wanted me to come in. I'm the franchise quarterback. We're going to talk a little free agency stuff next year, too. Just, you know, there's a couple-hour meeting. I wouldn't be able to fly. It doesn't make any sense, so... Just, I'll fly you guys out for the Monday Night Football game. But she's like, Jimmy, come back to bed. You're like, oh, man, John, I'll be there in a second. Yeah, I'm just yeah. at the facility, Mom. <laughs> it's a different kind of Levi's ad he's shooting. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. The Levi's are on the ground. I don't blame him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it home either. That would have been one of those. It sounds great in theory. Like, you're at home over the summer, like, eating dinner with your mom and dad. Like, when do you guys come back? Like, if we got this bye week early in the season. I'll fly back. Probably have Wednesday to Sunday off, be able to hang out. Let's do something, you know. Dad, get get a nice dinner reservation on me. I'm the 120 million dollar quarterback. That thing was canceled so fast Monday morning. <laughs> Mom yeah, I ain't gonna make it. I'm an NFL quarterback. So, <laughs> so I actually A healthy can, bye week. <laughs> the no thing. treatment. Seriously. I don't know.
2: Uh yeah, I'm fired up for Monday Night Football, John. This game's taken a while, but
0: it is fun. We haven't had it for a while. The NFC West really matters. Yeah. <clears throat> At least, you know, for the Bay Area people. It's mattered for Seattle and L.A. the last couple of years. But it feels like... It's one thing when you have two teams in your division. When you have a three-team division, you go, whoa. We got something here. That's the opposite of, like... Wouldn't you say the AFC East historically been the worst? Because it's just like the Patriots. The best is, like you know on a on a poor man's version it would be like the south you're like oh they're all two and two any team can win it it's kind of fun you just have to you have to pay attention to all the teams like that's the thing in the in the NFC West you have to pay attention to everyone except cliff and kyler cuz they're they might not win many games guy but that's the other curveball right you if they go 1 and 5 in the division who does that one game come against right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like w- would you say they're wouldn't you just say they're likely? They they do have just the crazy offense. They got Kyler. They probably are gonna upset one of the three teams, or you think they lose them all?
2: Well, the odds are yes. I just have a hard time coming up with the scenario. Like, but they, guy, you go shouldn't. you go
0: three and 13, one of those wins might come in the division. You play the team six times, right? It is it is weird to say. But this but is, it, it's yeah. kind of bound to happen. No, you're right. Are they gonna be a three and thirteen team guy? Are they gonna be a just, one and
2: fifteen team? NFL games, even with bad teams, are close. By and large, you know that the, I, I'm pretty sure the
0: 49ers have not beat the Cardinals many times the last? They lost both games to them last year, which they were lucky because that helped them get both. the
2: dawn of a new era, John.
0: Dawn of a new era. The problem would be if you went oh. Think, do you know how much it would suck if you went oh and sixteen? Or actually, they would go oh fifteen and one, and the Miami Dolphins went O and sixteen, and they got the number one pick. You're like all because of a goddamn tie. That would sting. That would sting bad. All right, we we'll get some. He- there are a lot of good headlines, by the way. No, there's a lot going on.
2: Before we get to that, though, let's tell the people about Seat Geek. I was not sure all those tickets were getting sold for the uh, AL Wild Card game, but man, they were sold, and people were DMing us. They used the promo code Ham when they downloaded the Seat Geek app and got ten bucks off the first purchase. And there's even though the A's are done, John, there's plenty of stuff coming up.
0: Ooh, I just got it. Just checking right now. Yeah. Best deal. Uh, Levi's Monday Night Football. Well, that is a good seat right there. So Screaming deal? Get, or just, oh, standing room only. <laughs> okay. So you're standing. It's a, it's $190. I was like, damn, it's a good seat. $109 standing room only uh, to get into Levi's. Now, you can get in. There are some other good deals. Download the SeatGeek app. Promo code HAM. Warriors
2: start Saturday night. At Chase Center? Uh, the first preseason game is Saturday night.
0: I'll tell you this though, guy. There are some pretty expensive seats at Levi Stadium, so you're going to need that promo code Ham to get yourself ten dollars off. You can get in. You can get in for about a hundred bucks. Sit in the top row. Now, if you want pretty good seats, you're, you'd be talking about two eighty five. Obviously, NFL games, college football Jed, games. Jed, this
2: is what Jed has been dreaming of, John, Jed since like, the stadium Ooh. got built.
0: You see, you, you wonder why you don't see me flying coach like your your buddy Mark there, Haberman. I fly private. Ooh.
2: SeatGeek pulls uh, together millions of tickets from all over the web, then rates each one on a scale of 1 to 10, gives you a big-ass interactive seat map. Big green dots means good. Red dots means overpriced. Stay away from that jackass. Uh, and it's easy. 10 bucks gets you the promo code, or ham gets you the 10 bucks off with that promo code.
0: You're crazy if you don't do it. Get on it. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. And this
2: podcast brought to you by, I walked by the store yesterday, actually. I had some nice-looking things in the window. I need to pop in there. Untuck it where you use the promo code ham at untuckit.com, or I'm pretty sure they'll take your promo code in the store if you go into the store on Union Street or any store. they got 50 stores around the country. um, You get 20% off your first order. Free shipping, free returns in the United States of America, where we live.
0: Hard to beat, guy. Untuckit.com, 20% off, collared shirts, button-up shirts, you name it. they got jeans. They've sent me jeans before. They sent me a long sleeve, one of those, like, cool Jimmy Garoppolo wears, like three buttons. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta got to be in good shape to pull it off. It was when I was wearing it like a year ago, it didn't quite fit my body type. But now that I'm a little skinnier, I think it would fit good. I need to go grab that bad boy out of the closet. Uh, They got great stuff, really do. A ton of different stuff. The best part about, to me, untuckit.com, promo code HAMGUY, 20% off, is that if you're going to like a really nice dinner, you can wear it and it works. If you're just going out with your buddies, you can kind of roll up the sleeves. It works. It's just, it's so versatile. That's the thing I would say. Versatility. You know, you go on a nice date. You're going just hanging out with your boys. You're just going out to a solo dinner by yourself to a nice restaurant. You just want to go hang out. It, it, yeah. It's got it all, guy.
2: Now, if, if you're going solo dinner at a nice restaurant, it'll give you the confidence that you need to go solo. I might do that tonight.
0: Nice just restaurant. go to like Fleming's and just get a meal. Sit at the sit bar. Sit at the
2: bar. Hope that somebody sits down next to you. The,
0: the actual better move for me and, Ru- and is Ruth Chris. Because they sneaky have a cheap uh, happy they hour do. menu. I, I've heard about it. Like I've gone there with Hawk, our boy. Yeah. And you can get like steak sandwiches for twelve dollars. Yeah. And you're like, whoa! At one time, I was in there. I saw Dr. Schwartz. He, you know, he was eating a nice steak. You know, and I was. We had like a thirty dollar meal. <laughs> since yeah.
2: we're yeah, since we're name dropping, I was at a Ruth Chris uh, earlier this year with Eddie House. And Ed, it's his—it's his favorite restaurant, John. He knows the menu inside and out because he was telling me, those, "What's his go-to?" The Valentine's Day deal that they have is really good. This must have been like late January, early February. I was there. In Salt Lake City. There's one right by the hotel after a basketball game, or before a basketball game. Sit so at the bar. He ordered, uh, uh, uh like a hypnotic and Hennessy, and like a steak, like some potatoes, a salad. I mean, he had the whole thing going. Um. I used to. think It wasn't I used a, hit, to think it was a little... It was No, I, it was a Hennessy. Maybe it might have just been a Hennessy. Is what he was the the drinking. Rocks. Hennessy, eating steak. Yeah, it was. It was a good look. What'd you get? I don't even remember. I just a steak and a salad, yeah. probably, and some potatoes. I don't
0: know. It's a macaroni, pretty good. maybe. Do you remember when I was at Fresno State? W- one year we took the recruits there, and about three dinners in, we got red flagged and said it wasn't fair to the to the women teams, so we weren't allowed to go there anymore. It was too expensive.
2: Because sure. you guys had a bigger budget, or.
0: Well, yeah, that and... You're the football just, team. It was a bad look. Now, oh. it was, at the time, because people like me and you weren't making... You were making more than me. We were living in this shitty apartment. I, I don't think I was... How much quite, were you making? Hold on. Well, I was on a scholarship. I oh, just got a okay. scholarship check. Yeah, so, yeah. So, uh... I was, but, making tw- I was
2: making 22, for the record.
0: I think the scholarship probably added up to less than, you know, 20. Uh, 22,000
2: plus radio trade.
0: But do you remember, like... The biggest financial home crisis ever happened, and I don't really think I knew it was going on because it didn't affect me. I mean, I knew it was going on, but, you know, everyone's, like, losing their home, short sale on their house. That was a big deal because, if, if you remember, Fresno State had to furlough employees. Cause yeah, I it do. was just it was a disaster, I, yeah. and that, that impacted me. No, not me, but uh, people used to say, like, middle Cop, maybe they'll cut your GA. They need that cash. They're like, well, what? Cut me? But they yeah, didn't. You're the I cheap survived. one. I know. But sometimes it's easier to justify. Just cut it like seven cheap ones. And then usually the it's expensive. Yeah, usually it's expensive guys because they're like, let's yeah. do seven
2: cheap ones. They're like, actually, what if we did seven expensive ones?
0: Why not? Yeah. So yeah, we used to go to Ruth Chris. I mean, we did for two weeks until uh, I think the softball coach complained, and that ended it. And no. Pat Hill had a huge knockdown blow up. He was pissed, and rightfully so.
2: All right, let's get to some. Uh, let's get some NFL headlines, Middlecoff. You want to start? You want to start rattling through games, or you want to do a couple headlines? Well, let's do both. Let's do the games, and then we talk about headlines as we're doing games. How about that? Okay. You like that? Yes. Okay. So I'm I'm going to start this by reading you a headline that's not a game, but then we can get into the games because I know you'll like this headline. Did you see this story about Bo Levi Mitchell?
0: No, I have not. I don't. Know. I, I, that name sounds familiar, but I don't know who it is.
2: So Bo Levi Mitchell is a CFL quarterback.
0: Oh, that's okay.
2: And uh he, last year he was the CFL's most outstanding player. Okay. And so he he did an interview recently where he said that last December he worked out for the Vikings. Okay. And um after the meeting, he or after the workout he had a meeting with the Vikings and they asked, you know, how you could help us win. And his answer was Well, for one, I've never been anywhere in football and not won a championship as a starter. High school, Division I, Division I AA, now here in the CFL. Everywhere I've been, I've won a championship within the first three years I've been there. I can help you do that. I'm coming in here, and I'm going to take Kirk's job. Wow. And the response he got was, "Uh, no, we don't want you to take Kirk's job. We just want you to be here, help him with his eyes, tell him what you see, make him better as a quarterback. And I was like, well, I'm not signing with the Vikings. So this guy's basically saying that because he was going to be there to take Kirk's job, he chose not to sign with the Vikings and be a backup quarterback. You believe him?
0: Uh <laughs> Well, let's put yourself in Bo Levi's shoes. He's okay. the most outstanding player. I'm Googling him right now. He played at Eastern Washington, but he's been in the league for a while. So he's but been didn't he
2: play in the didn't he play like major college football before that or after that? I feel like he was like at Auburn or something like that, no?
0: Yeah, he played two seasons at SMU. Okay, not Auburn, but so then he then he transferred. So he's been. He's won the MVP and the Grey Cup multiple times. I would guess he's making three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. Like he's got a good job, and he's kind of on scholarship, right? So he's got in his mind a little leverage. Like, what you're going to pay me? What the same amount I make to be an NFL backup to go for a guy that I think I'm better than? You don't think he now, makes more
2: as an NFL backup?
0: Well, I mean, what's if he's never played in the NFL, his veteran minimum oh, yeah. is like 650 grand. Yeah, he so he might get a raise. Case? Yeah. But it'd be too it'd be a double whammy. You're not guaranteed to make the team. Like if they were to draft some guy like you signed in December, they're basically signing you for the off-season, but they got cousins. What if they draft a guy then you get cut? You're like, "Well, the CFL season's already going. You kind of fucked me." So there is a little risk. So you might as well just go in there like a cocky SOB. And in fairness to him, he lives in the CFL bubble where he's one of the better players.
2: Sounds like he's watching Kirk Cousins film.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do, do you think that those guys like Kirk Cousins, or do you think it's more like yesterday watching Stephon Diggs? One of the big things this off season was when they fired Flip. They one reason they he hated flips because Flip wanted to do this thing. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called passing. Uh, that he liked to pass the ball. And uh, they also, I think, invested like over $100 million into these two guys. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're called receivers. They catch the balls. And that made Zimmer mad that he threw the ball a lot. Because I go, I wonder if Stefan Diggs just hates Cousins. But then I Googled a guy. He had a career year in 2018 with Cousins at his quarterback. He had 100 catches. So I'm like, he can't hate him that much. Because he his production with Kirk Cousins at his quarterback was by far the best in his career. And he was viewed as like... God, Stefan Diggs, one of the more underrated players in the NFL. He was kind of that guy for like his first three years. And then last year, he just became like, Stefan Diggs is a stud. Same with Thielen. I think it's more, he hates Zimmer and the offense where it's like, yeah, Diggs, we just want you to block 24 7, 365. You're like, what the fuck, man? You're paying me all this money. I am sweet. Just throw me the ball. Like, I, watching him talk, I think it's much more with the coaching staff than it is with Cousins. Now, I'm not saying he might not like Cousins. But just the production was there. Like how Cousins many guys throwing the ball? Yeah, I'm with you. Because it can't be that fun if you're, uh, you know, if you're a star wide receiver and you just go, I just know they're not going to throw me the ball because we're not throwing the football. Like Zimmer had a wet dream when he thinks back on week one and Cousins went eight for ten. That was what Cousins did in a blowout win. He went eight. for for 10, and he likes that. So if you're digs, you go, you look around at all your friends, because you've probably met some dudes at like Pro Bowls and like, bro, I, I played for McVeigh goth like 60 times a game. And McVeigh came in the meeting Monday and he said, looked at all of us, I'm making this up, and he goes, it wasn't even enough. We can throw it 75 times a game. And Robert Woods and, and I looked at Gerald Everett and we were like, hell yeah. And he's like, god damn, that sounds fun. And he's like, Doug Peterson's like, bombs away. Kyle Shanahan's like, we need to hit more deep shots. And all Zimmer keeps talking about is, like, goal line runs. You're like, help! That's what I felt like Diggs is, like, just get me to safety. Because right now, I feel like no one's going to throw me the ball. I'm not a diva, kind of blue-collar guy, right? I'm not, like, I'm not begging for the ball. But if I feel like I'm going to average two targets the rest of the season, this this isn't about money. I've already been paid. This just sucks. This really, really sucks.
2: He does just look kind of pouty, doesn't he?
0: Well, yeah, it, but like, guys, tra- you, like were, you
2: said, prison, like he's trapped.
0: Yeah, if if you were like this, I don't blame you put him. It, yeah, it, it'd be like the equivalent of you wanted to call a game, but they had you doing something else. Like you were instead of calling the game, you were also you also had to be the guy in charge of the production. But the, your boss just said, "Focus all on production. I don't care about you talking." You're like, well, I want to talk, you know, because that's what I do well. Diggs wants to run deep routes and throwing the ball. And they're not letting him do that. They're like, yeah, just work on your stock blocking. You know, I think
2: the move, if you're a quarterback, the, my favorite move as a quarterback would always be to go up to like the star receiver and like, Hey man, I'm cut. Co- hey John, I'm coming to you first play. Then drop
0: one in the bucket for that guy. And now he just, he loves you forever. Here's the key though. And I think Brady's really good at this is you got to get in so close to your wide receivers. And you like your offensive line. They're a little more blue collar. Like, just get them like a, a Ruth Chris dinner or every other month or something. They're they're good, right? Jet, Send them some jets, jet skis, yeah, like four that's wheelers. Right. Just do one, once a year. They're they're good. They're easy. Or they, Audis they probably...
2: doesn't 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 uh, didn't Brady give everybody Audis?
0: Yeah, like they, they don't need in the Audis. watches and shit. <laughs> Audis <laughs> that's the highest level. <laughs> but they, they wouldn't you say they're kind of like uh, they're humans that don't need they don't really want to be bothered that much. Like they're already getting yelled at a lot, they just it's just tougher. Just just kind of leave us alone, but just I want you to know you take care of us. Where the wide receivers the opposite; they need extra care. You take those guys out to dinner like once every other week, and then once you get a good enough relationship, you kind of play a politician. You go, listen, I want to throw the fucking ball forty times a game. Zimmer told me in his office, don't tell anybody. He clo- closed door meeting said, I want, for us to win, I think you need to average under 15 attempts. Like, that's not my call. That's his. So let's hate this that, guy. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe this asshole thinks that about me and you. Yeah, so it's, you know, I just it's between me and you. The problem with that is then the wide receiver coach is going to hear it, and then he would get back fast. Because, <laughs> like, who you're talking to someone. Like, Stephon Diggs needs to speak, right? He just wants to be heard. I did watch him though yesterday, and I kind of felt bad for him. Because I also saw, like, Albert Breer, right? Like, yeah, he's whether he wants to trade or not, like this ain't even a cl- sniffing Jalen Ramsey. Like he's not available.
2: Uh, all right. You want let's, let's go through some games. Let's, you got another quick headline here.
0: Well, Ramsey's out again. Do, is it fair to say we think he's just hurt? No. You How did he you get hurt? Wait, we just type back. You think he's faking his back injury?
2: I don't know. I, I don't, I think it's fair to say that he might not be hurt. I mean, he's hurt, I guess. And not is he, Put it this way. Do I think he's faking the back injury? No. If he was happy, would he be playing? I don't – maybe. I don't know. Who do they That's play this
0: weekend? you have their game in front of you?
2: Yeah. The Jags are playing the Panthers in Carolina.
0: I'm kind of interested in that game. Uh, yeah, it's just not ideal because I want the Jags to keep winning and they kind of need that guy to win, <laughs> you know. Like, they, they, they do need him. Like he is He is their best player. I heard someone say – you could probably argue already like three and a half years into his career, he's like a top five player in the history of the franchise, right? I mean, the, the list is small. It's like Baselli, Fred Taylor, I don't know, uh, Mark Burnell. Like, it's not a long list here. So, and he's, he, he has the opportunity to arguably be, right, if they sign him to a long-term deal and he just stays healthy and he's like a Hall of Fame corner, one of the best players they'll ever have.
2: Yeah who's the best offensive player in the history of that franchise Fred Taylor yeah
0: now like in fairness their list should be kind of long right they did start the franchise in 97 sure it's not yeah. like like the Packers like we got a lot of the Raiders like yeah you guys have been around 70 years yeah if you said
2: it, who's the best <laughs> 49ers offensive player since the
0: 1998 yeah it it'd would be a Frank yeah Vernon. yeah that'd be it in the offensive lineman. Kittle. Who's who's the best player in the history of the Panthers? Julius Peppers? Uh yeah. Would you say Cam's a locked top five guy because he did win an MVP there?
2: You'd say the linebacker?
0: Geek Leo. Um I think you'd have to say Cam.
2: But yeah, he, Cam Cam would I think I, I Peppers to me probably feels right.
0: Richard Marshall?
2: Richard Marshall,
0: Bulldogs, their dog in the house. Would you say McCaffrey has a chance when it's all said and done to get up there right next to Peppers?
2: Did
0: you, did you see his yeah. catch the other day where he kind of bobbles it, bobbles it again, and then leaps?
2: Yeah. I we uh on the SiriusXM Pac-12 show we interviewed David Shaw yesterday. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know, one thing I remember is that you were always telling people like this guy can run between the tackles. Like, what do you think of Christian becoming an MVP candidate? And you know, David, like pretty buttoned-down guy, he goes. Excuse me, I got something coming up. Ah, I told you so. I'm like, damn.
0: I was like, I've never heard you say "I told you so" before. I, I, I will say this because it's like it's easy to kind of have a chip on your shoulder if you were a pro. He did go eighth in the draft, and I, I know multiple teams like in the early teens that were like lined up to get him. Like the league viewed him pretty well, right? Yeah. He didn't yeah. like. I, it's it's criminal. It's criminal that the Panthers got him the first pick in the second round. He went eighth in the draft, so I, I'd say. And I, I was someone that thought that was nuts, but the league showed him a shitload of respect. Yeah. <laughs> right? No doubt. So I, I think the league listened. Because, well, like, Mike well, Leach right now. John, he right broke
2: now, Barry Sanders' record, single-season record there.
0: Yeah, time. I mean, Mike Leach has, he keeps going viral every sweet mint you play. And to me, there is validity there. Like, what were you guys seeing? Like, I tried to tell you guys, even if it was, like, well, it was a unique circumstance. But he did go in the sixth round. Christian McCaffrey for everyone's like people just didn't think he could do it. He went eighth overall, eight. That's right. Like, but Marshall... it, was,
2: it wasn't Danny Dimes' reaction, but it, but the general reaction was, "Whoa, really?"
0: It was not. Yeah, it was. I wouldn't say nuts. It was unexpected. Yeah. Uh, all right. You're. You're. What you you? What else you like? Uh, uh, Cardinals. Bengals. Getting any of your attention this weekend? No, I I wouldn't wish that game on my worst enemy. <laughs> Bills. Titans. Uh, not much interest there, especially with the G- Matt Barkley might be the starter. I, uh, the one game that – who do who plays the Giants? The Vikings. That that game interests me a little bit from a daily fantasy standpoint. It's the classic. Everyone, including myself, pulled down her pants, took a dump on Kirk Cousins. The Giants defense pretty bad. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him throw three or four touchdowns. And if you're Zimmer nah, – now, I don't know if Zimmer, but if you're the offensive coordinator, don't you just try to get Diggs a couple balls deep. And Thielen, and just now, does Zimmer allow that? I don't know. Yeah, or does but Zimmer I, say, "Don't
2: you throw him the ball once"? I, I,
0: I'm, I'm, I might take a couple Minnesota Vikings on my fantasy team, not hmm. named Alvin Cook. Would you see Saquon Barkley was like he had high ankle sprain, and then everyone's like, "He's an alien" because he was practicing. But he, yeah, he, I guess today they ruled him out. Would you say if the, let's say the Giants were to upset the Vikings, would the bigger story be Danny Dimes? has resurrected this dead franchise or are the Vikings just absolutely on fire?
2: Uh I think it'd be the Giants thing first.
0: But the Vikings would be a pretty big story, too. They would right? be a bit, like, yeah, they'd be a big story.
2: Because I think then you get to the point like, do we have to we gotta change our quarterback this year, this offseason?
0: Guys, Sean Manny is our backup. But no I'm just saying like Oh, oh the off season. oh yeah twenty
2: twenty we need a new quarterback.
0: But what would your op like a lot of people have DM'd me. What do you think about this trade? it'd be just different trades of like Kirk Cousins different places. Would you agree that he's an untradeable player at that number? Now, yeah. if they wanted to eat, like, he makes $28 million, or $29 million. What do you think that number would have to get down to for a team to be like, yeah, we'll trade your mid-round pick for this guy to be our starter? 17. Yeah, somewhere in the mid-teens. Because so you still, like, if Kirk Cousins was making $17 million, would the anger and the venom be a strong form? No. If he was on like a five year, $60 million deal, right? It'd be like, yeah, this is what they paid for. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it would be, it still wouldn't be roses, but it'd be like, this is what he is. He's a $15 million quarterback. He has his ha- good days and his bad days. I think part of, I think 100% of the anger is you just Google his contract and you're going to go, this guy more than likely is never going to play a meaningful game in his life. And when this contract ends, people forget he got franchised twice. I think that number got to like forty-five million dollars. So you do forty-five million plus the eighty-six million. This motherfucker made a lot of money, guy. <laughs> a lot of. Money. There are going to be times when he's like forty years old and just his. Commu- I don't know when he's so rich. I don't know if they do community barbecues. We used to do that growing up. We'd have community block parties. Where he's just going to be sitting there, and he's going to have more money than the entire block. And there are going to be some guys, maybe a successful business owner, that looks and goes, "This guy wasn't even good at his job." And he's got the biggest house in our fucking city, and he's gonna be so rich. And it, 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 you just kind of live like a laughing stock, like the Bill Buckner or whatever had a moment, but people always like went to the mat for Bill Buckner, right? Like you look at his career; he's a really good player. Certain guys that have bad moments, but they have good careers. There's another thing when you're just that guy that was overpaid, and your entire career comes into question. Not like a moment, right? Like Tony Romo had some just devastating moments though I think when it all ended people like Tony was a really good player and no one like wherever Tony lives in Dallas no one says like he didn't deserve the 20 million dollars a year he was making for like seven years like he's earned he was a great player a really good player great might be strong people one day are going to drive by Kirk Cousins house and it's going to be more likely as big if not the biggest house in his community and go son that guy stole some cash to get there you know what it, Kirk's response should be what would you have done differently
2: <laughs> Well, no. What did you? What should I have done? Huh? But you you agree that when people were driving by with little, Jimmy I took less money. Old, to no one talks practice. about that. I took less money to go to Minnesota.
0: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they told me they were ready to win. They fired my coordinator. You'd agree that's probably the best thing he ever did was to avoid the Jets because that would have been ten times worse.
2: Well, maybe, but on the other hand, you'd be like, well, it's. I mean, well, how's you know? You he's on the Jets. It. Not yes. his fault. Vikings look ready made to go to the Super Bowl.
0: Do you think that makes it worse? Yeah. It has to, yeah. So. Are you even close to feeling bad for him or no? No. Because it does feel like everyone's just shitting on him. No, I
2: don't feel bad. I don't either. Uh, You know what? We didn't talk about the Raider game. I do have some. We'll, we'll get to that after headlines because um, there are a few things there. Uh, the other headline that's great is this why and the Niners will see the Washington soon. Patriots at Washington. Colt McCoy is getting the start. There's a story in the Washington Post on Friday that Dwayne Haskins gets the gets the vibe that Jay Gruden didn't want him. I wonder where he gets that vibe, John. All the reports that he didn't want him since the day he got drafted. <laughs> I Wonder what's giving him that impression.
0: I'm I'm a little red skinned out. Like I just I I can't take much more about their stories. Like I just I've just had enough. I just, I don't care. Uh, they're at the point in time now where every headline or every line I see or tweets I see is like, sell the team! Sell the team! Like, that's, and I don't blame those people for screaming that, but we know those screams, it, they don't land on his ears. Like, he's never selling the team. Like, you guys are fucked. It's, th- that where I do feel sad. Like, if you're a 40-year-old diehard Redskins fan, and it sucks. It sucks. But I, it it hit me last night that like I and I think we've talked about it here. To me, there's this misconception, and we used to hear it a lot with the Raiders. Like the league is just better when the Raiders are good, and there were teams in like the '80s and '90s that were really good and that mattered a lot. And I think two teams would be an example for like before our generation would be the Raiders and the Vi- and the uh, and the Redskins. We're just powerhouse franchises, right? The Redskins were going win Super Bowls, going toe to toe with like the Niners and the LT Giants, like. They resonated on a national. They were an enormous powerhouse franchise. Well, they go away and new ones come. Like for the majority of those people's lives, the Patriots were a joke. Patriots just take their lot, and their their spot in the land, right? Well, Seattle. The majority of our life, Seattle sucks. Do you know what Seattle's become? A staple of the NFL, like a powerhouse brand. Like you're just you just get replaced. So yeah, it's like we need these teams. I hear this a lot from older people. Like we need these teams back. No, we don't they got replaced. They can earn it back if they get well, but if they never are relevant again, it it sucks for that individual community, but the league as a whole, as long as a next quote unquote, the Russell Wilson and Brady put their flag in a spot, like they just get they get forgotten about. And that well the Redskins probably less than the Raiders because the NFL their market's so massive, they still get don't they get the obligatory just lock one Monday night game a year? Like they're getting a Monday night game either on the road or at home. Even if they're a two-win team. Like, the Redskins just get one. And then I think it comes into the consciousness of, like, people like me and you that don't think about them that much. Like, God, they suck. Unless they play the Raiders, which they did the one time. And the stat was... Someone hit me up, like, Middlecott, that was not a Monday night game. It was Sunday night football. Okay, sorry. Prime time. Sunday night, not Monday night. When those when the guys wouldn't sit. Remember that? Yes. Or they all sat. The offensive yeah, line yeah, all yeah. sat.
2: Well, that was the game... That the story, there was like the, Derek got hurt right that game.
0: No, I think he had been hurt the game before. Oh, he had been maybe. hurt. But
2: there was a report. What was the story that he and Donald Penn got into? I mean, some I don't even know if it was true or not. But yeah, someone attacked that?
0: him. I don't know if it was Donald Penn, but it was someone attacked him. Yeah. Anyway. So, I'd say the best game of the weekend is Packers, uh, Cowboys on paper. I'm I'm pretty fascinated to watch that thing. Yeah, imagine that do decent ratings, don't you? You like that's if you are like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Hey, we got you know, I got to work two games this week, but you get Seattle Rams and then that like you can't complain that much. Could be worse.
2: We get that game in the Bay Area. Uh,
0: I would imagine because we get no afternoon game. That's got to be the game of the day, right? I would hope
2: hope. because well, there's a CBS Bronco game which scares me.
0: Oh, that's I'm yeah. Well, but as well, long as we
2: don't get two games in the morning, we're good.
0: I think we're okay because you, I think the rule is if you have a standalone market game, you have to give that game a standalone, and then you get the doubleheader in the afternoon. Gotcha. Don't quote me on that though. Well, Altuve I'll ch- just went yard. I know. I saw that. I'll check here while we're while we're
2: talking. Uh, what else? Anything else? Schedule headlines. Jump out too.
0: Do you think Colts Chiefs on paper looks a little shitty after Colts just got their ass kicked? Uh, I, felt like that, I felt like that game looked a lot better about two weeks ago.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I'll say I I wasn't totally in on the Colts, but I I also think there's a chance the Colts kind of look like the Rams looked after a, after a ugly loss. Kind of come just back kinda, swinging. Yeah, especially because now they know this is a divisional game. Like, where is that game in Kansas City? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, game. ah, I was hoping it was in a dome. You know, Mahomes in the dome, barely 1-0 in his career.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll be okay.
2: You could argue, you know, that whole thing, like, ah, he's never played in a dome. Like, the noise is just different in a
0: dome. And it's, you know, I don't know. Have, have you been to, uh, what do they call that? Where Seattle plays? What's that place called? Lincoln? No,
2: I have not. The Link, isn't it? Is no.
0: That, they where the where Link Philly place. But I do think it's Lincoln Financial Field, too, isn't it? I don't know. That place looks. I've been there one time, but it was for no. a college football game, and it was not anywhere nearly packed like that. that. That end zone, where it's kind of a triangle, looks pretty awesome. Yeah, I've driven by it.
2: Yeah, no, it John. So sweet. we get the Raider game in the morning, as expected, and then we get the we get the two games. So we do get the good. We get Packers, Cowboys.
0: Okay. So we get we get Raiders, Bears, and Red Zone for me, and then I, I can live with yep.
2: that. Yeah,
0: I can red live zone. with that. A little London action. Um, really, I mean the, let's talk wait,
2: I meant to talk about the Raider game earlier, but that game, like I we can't dismiss this team yet. They they're playing Chase Daniel, which I don't know if that's better or worse than Mitchell. I'm not convinced that it's that much worse, honestly, for the Bears. Um so I still think they're dangerous is my point. But you are playing that guy. You you are playing in London where you have an advantage because you've played there a lot and you just have you've done that trip. That shot? was
0: kind of a joke, but it's really not. I mean, no, not. I, I said it, it, it as a shot, but I don't they think about it. It's like since you've been working in the, in this area, haven't they played there every every year it feels like? Feels that way. Or Mexico or Yeah, I mean they they play overseas a lot.
2: So I mean, the Raiders find a way to win this game, John. It would be an impressive win and they would be 3 and 2. Uh again, finding a way to win this game is going to be pretty
0: damn hard, but how many points are the Bears scoring? 17 max feels like. So, I don't know. I, I'd say the for the Bears, a, a playoff team last year, a team that looks like they're going to be in the playoffs again this year just because their defense is so good, do you think it's more of a reflection that their offense stinks or just the people think in Vegas the the Raiders are decent? Because it's only a 5.5 spread. So, this game being on the neutral field might as well just be a Bears home game, right? So, I would have thought if you would have told me a couple weeks ago this spread would have been like 10 points. Is it just simply because the Bears just don't score that many points? Yes. I
2: don't – how could you take – yeah, the Bears as a 10-point favorite. It's just hard.
0: If I'm going over-under touchdown for the Raiders, one and a half against the Bears, what would you put it at?
2: Yes. You asked me this the other day, and I actually didn't answer it. Uh, Hemmed and hawed for a while. I think they can score two touchdowns in this game. I don't feel great about it, but I think they can.
0: Well, who do you think leads the league in scoring defense?
2: I'm going to guess it's the Chicago Chicago Bears.
0: Well, let's the, the Patriots Green Bay somewhat Packers. Patriots somewhat of an outlier through the first New month. Patriots. Okay. <laughs> you, you they're giving up 6.8 points a game. That's, All right. That's pretty good. But that will come back to to the real world. The Bears are second at 11 points. Like the Bears are. I think the Patriots have I mean, fuck who they play this week. They're going to they're gonna get another they play the Redskins. So I mean they're gonna hold that single digit number at least for the first couple of months. That's what happens when you play the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills. Like, yeah, they just get to rack up these fucking numbers. How do they play this schedule? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but the Bears <laughs> It's the
2: just Bears their are division,
0: good. John. It's just their division. They they yeah, just so
2: what do you do over under one and a half touchdowns?
0: I'm gonna go under. Yeah, I have a feeling. Which is Because I, I just bet. get back to you just it it, this is not a shot or anything at the Raiders' offense. Like, you're just not... Sc- good offenses don't score against them. Will the now, Raiders
2: score on the first possession?
0: No. Not a touchdown. Maybe a field goal. Not a touchdown. Not a touchdown. No, no, I just... I don't see it. I also don't see... Well, I mean, I just... The one way they would get over two touchdowns, and I said this earlier in the week, would be a special teams touchdown or, you know, a pick six. And That's the... I mean, he has Chase Daniels, right? This isn't... This isn't Aaron Rodgers. So you is should. Is he Chase able- Daniels
2: or is he Chase Daniel?
0: Chase Daniel. Huh. You should be able to get your hand on a ball, maybe a strip sack. I did see Tafer tweeting. Yeah. They had a lot of injuries. Cleveland Farrell didn't practice. Terrell Williams didn't practice. Trent yes. Brown's banged up. Like, they, they got some dudes on the shelf. And Tafer's like, you can act like Terrell Br- Williams isn't Antonio Brown. That's true. But check out the stat page. He's had a touchdown in every single one of their games. So. In the two games they won, he played a massive role. So to win, if you said the – if I said Terrell Williams does not play, you agree the Raiders cannot win. I would one, I would say they don't score. They might not score a touchdown if he doesn't play. Yeah. Because then it's like, well, who are you rolling out? Oh, we got – Trevor Keelan, Davis. Keelan Doss, Trevor Davis, and Hunter Renfro. You think that's keeping uh, Khalil Mack and company up at night? Chuck Pagano was like, God, this is so much better than being a head coach. <laughs> It's like yeah, I don't have the answer to Gregson and I get good players Khalil you guys you guys want to go to dinner? <laughs> you guys they, thought it was Fangio. <laughs> it was Khalil they, the whole time. do you think Vic regrets leaving
2: No I mean he's a head coach you you gotta he's he's been a coach for a long time. he had the opportunity to become a head coach you I don't think you can you gotta take that opportunity and it's not like he's sitting there on the sidelines fucking spending the second half chewing his fingernails. Picking his nose because his team's getting blown out. You're
0: right, he's not the Miami Dolphins. Like, they're playing in tight games, so I mean, they're he's bound, probably they're, thinking, they're bound to win a game, right? Vic's got to be thinking, God, we
2: are so close to turning this around, damn it. Like, I can be here for three, years. we got to figure this out fast, but I can win. Like, are we you're sure kinda,
0: Vic can't win? I'm
2: well, not you're kind of sure talking
0: too. me into are, are we sure that the upset pick this weekend is not Denver at the Chargers? You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's an easy one to just write them off, right? They're 0 and 4. They just lost one of their best players to a torn ACL, but you. I haven't watched that much of the Chargers, but they have not played that well this season. They have a bunch of injuries. They're. I'll give this is kind of a sneaky line. The Broncos, who like you said, they're a weird zero and four team because all their games are relatively close. They're only a six point underdog. Like your typical zero and four team playing a team that most people view as a playoff level squad. By the time you get to October, you'd say it's like. Nine, ten points. I think Vegas knows that. I kind of like the Broncos plus six, guy. Kind of like the Broncos plus six. MyBookie.ag, promo code M1. Razor in some trouble. These guys are hitting.
2: Yeah, Astros are good. Somebody just got hurt. Um, All right. Does over-under... Let's let's do a Khalil Mack uh, prop bet here before we move on from this game.
0: Uh,
2: What should we do, sacks or... TFLs or turnovers created
0: 0.5 strip sacks I think he has multiple strip sacks and multiple you know three straight games yeah I'll go over you think he gets a strip sack yeah that's a big problem for the Raiders if that happens you think him and Derek like do the Raiders take a picture like we miss this guy like do the Raiders tweet out anything about Khalil Mack or no no
2: no but do he and Derek exchange jerseys after
0: the game maybe does Derek erect at the end of the game? or is he? That's a good question. <laughs> Do you think Khalil takes it easy on him like when he's tackling him or no? Yes. But when it's clear hit. that he's
2: he's going down anyway,
0: he's not yeah, going to hurt him. He wouldn't try to use the same level of violence he would like Kirk Cousins.
2: No, he'll take him down. Derek will pat him on the helmet. They'll smile as they get up, laughing yeah, the, about something. The problem is, is off. Will,
0: will Derek take some heat when they're down 20 to nothing and he's doing some of that? Like, hey, I, I, I gave everything I had. Work, I work hard. I'm here at four in the morning. Derek, you just you realize this is the NFL. You haven't been home in, in a month five. and a half. It's not yeah. my fault. I wouldn't blame him. It's not your fault. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, okay, okay, do, guy. Enjoy the weekend. Now you don't
2: want to talk about the Warriors.
0: Do that later. Yes, yeah, do that
2: later. All right, I am going to check out D'Angelo Russell. Did you see the video of D'Angelo and Steph hitting threes together?
0: Don't you think it's pretty easy for Bruce Frazier to be the three point guy? That's a great just tweet. He balls. doesn't do any chasing. No, and the farthest he has to chase is like two steps. Have you ever done some chasing just when you're like with another random guy and you yeah. realize at any moment, especially if it's anything farther than like a 10-foot oh. jump shot, balls just go all over the place. Or just when you're shooting by yourself, you, I wouldn't you got, realize a workout is just because you're chasing balls.
2: I went and got some shots up with my buddy Josh Tobin the other day, neighbor, listener, up on uh, like, last, like during the heat wave we went up there. And, you know, after like 20 minutes, it's hot as hell. And just you don't get your legs are gone, and just every double rim, just every miss, the double rim is like shoots it doubly as far away. And it's like I got that one, you get that one.
0: There is no fe- there is no better feeling though than just hitting a sweet J with nothing but the bottom net, and you just think to yourself, I still kind of got it. I got this. Yeah, I got this shit. Or like the move again. I I'm a big fan of the move against air, like the fake crossover going Uh-oh. around a guy, it'd be like. I can go run anybody. And then you play in a pickup game, and you're playing like this old, slow, 60-year-old white dude that lives in fucking Alamo, and you can't sniff daylight. It's like, what the fuck? My moves work on air. It's the like, problem the- is the, doing- the,
2: guy's, the guy pulling that move off is eight, so when he spins, he covers like 10 feet of space, you know? Well, that,
0: that's the other thing. Or when you're just when you up against air, and you're doing like Shaq post moves, you're like, God, I, I know I'm a little smaller, but I got these moves down here. And then you do it against someone that's oh. ball stripped. You just- Did you see James Harden's new move? Was they have a, was that a preseason game last night? In
2: Hawaii. What and Harden's now got this move where he... He's not going to do that, is Does he? a sideways dribble. Like, he's got it in his right hand. He moves right. As his left foot comes down, he shoots it. He shot a three this way. Before
0: his right foot is even down, one-footed. Got fouled, missed the shot. It was very, very, like, NBA Jam 2K-ish. Like, that's... Is he going to do this in real games? I bet I he does. I think he is, yes. I saw D'Antoni was like, yeah, we don't really think he needs any new moves. Like, his moves work. <laughs> like, James, come on, buddy. That's funny. They are going to have some nights, those two, where they score like a combined 97 points. The two of them, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it's like, did you see the guy, did you see the Rockets just won a game 147 to 110 and... Russell had 48 right. and James had 60. Clint Capella had 29 rebounds. Offensive boards. Well, are you sure that Russell gives those away? That's uh, true. They are also going to have lead the league in gifs that are like, what the fuck was that? Like where James dribbling, Russ doesn't even cross half court and just stands there. Like they're going to have some gifs and some clips that are going to make their rounds that are going to be priceless. Only those two could do them. Only those two. Like, LeBron, meanwhile, is, like, Instagramming practice footage of all his sweet plays. Like, he'll be, like, dribbling down Rondo, who has no shot, and he'll just take a little butter layup, and then he's high-fiving guys. It's all just just dominating pickup games against the, the crew. Like, Dwight grabbing rebounds. Do you think the Lakers are going to be that good? LeBron is...
2: Uh, I, th- I mean...
0: You're seventeen, guys. Seventeen.
2: I, I think if he wants to be good, he can still be good. But well, what if he gets hurt, injured,
0: like pull yeah, well a or growing?
2: Yeah. Well, nothing we can do. I mean, that's all bets are off then. But.
0: But I'm just saying. Don't you think he's a little more likely to get injured at this age, just given no doubt how hard he goes.
2: No doubt. But I just think healthy LeBron James is still when he wants to be just
0: a freak show. Yeah, I agree. They're gonna have some sweet like. Did you see the full court alley oop from LeBron to AD backward no look behind his head? Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Did you... Well, they were oh down seventeen, but <laughs> yeah. Did you see LeBron go through the legs, bounce pass off the back of the backboard to Anthony Davis alley oop? While Dwight was on the sideline, I guess, uh, does Dwight make it to Christmas?
2: Before you say it gets hurt or just does something? I'm saying that gets pisses cut- people yeah, off? they just don't
0: like him, and do- LeBron wants him gone. Feels likely.